When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Collin II, and with me, as always, is... is Sesame... Um... Future MCU stars... And Cargo. I think you need to workshop that one a little more. Alright. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> That's fine, I can do that. Yeah. Okay, so so get back to us in a couple weeks and let us know what your real name is. All right. <laughs> Speaking of future MCU stars, wow, that's weird that you brought that up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why would you bring that up? I don't know. It was a coincidence. Yeah, totally a coincidence. Um, so, uh, Kat Dennings and uh, Brie Larson. Yeah. Yeah. They were in a sitcom together playing sisters. It's true. Which is weird. Now I think they need to be in a... They need to share a scene in an MCU movie. Uh, it's possible. Uh, they could. I mean, they could make it work. Um, technically, they could make it... Even, I mean, I don't know, but they could have made it work with uh, Thor, God of... You know, I mean... Um, Love and Thunder, kind of, because, you know, Cat's friends with um, Jane. Jane and Cat, you know, Cat Marvel's, you know, running around the universe. What's Cat Denny's character's name again? Uh, I always forget her name. Um, um, I don't know. Damn it. That's going to bother me now. I'm going to have to look that up. Okay. Um, yes. But anyways, um, today we are covering the... 2001-2002 television series, Raising Dad, which was a sitcom created by Jonathan Katz, um, loosely based on his own life. Um, most people would know Jonathan Katz from Dr. Katz, <laughs> the amazing yeah. animated series. Um, I remember that. Yeah. So basically, it's like the Bob Saget character in this show, yeah, Bob Saget's in this as well, um, mm -hmm. was the stand-in for Jonathan Katz. So this was okay. all written by him and stuff, you know, or mostly. So based on his life of how he would, in his stand-up, and I think he might have been a teacher as well, would talk about his kids and stuff in the stand-up, and it would piss them off and whatnot. <laughs> so, yeah. So that kind of leaked into the plot of the first episode. So... Maybe other ones, because I don't know. I didn't watch any more. Yeah, either did I. I only, yeah. only saw the 
one. Yeah. So, um, what's going on in this uh, shindig of a TV show here that we uh, watched? The shindig of it. Uh, <clears throat> he, uh, Bob Saget, which I don't know the character's name. Uh, he His character's name was Matt. Oh, okay. Oh, it was Matt, really? Yeah, okay. Matt Stewart. Yeah. Oh, that's right, Matt Stewart. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, he, he drives his daughter to school, and his daughter's basically like, hey, can you not embarrass me, you know, because you're my dad, and I don't like the fact that you teach here, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, sure. And he's trying to do the whole, like, I'm going to use, like, the slang that the youth use. Like, he's like, I like to chill with my crew back in the day or whatever, which I think even in 2001, I don't even think teenagers were saying that, but like, okay. And then, um, I mean, maybe mid-90s. I don't know. I wasn't a teenager in the mid-90s, but I don't I don't know. Whatever. I, so, I, I was a teenager in the mid-90s. Yeah, was anyone saying that? Saying what, with, saying what was this? Chill with your chill with your crew? Was that a thing um, people said? Well, well every Friday... Me and my crew would get together and we would chill. Um, we'd just sit there out on the porch in the middle of December and chill. <laughs> like literally yeah. chilling. Yeah. While we were, you know, we, we were on the rowing crew. That's why we'd say that. And yeah, we, we'd, we'd get into our rowing boats, and but the water was all iced over, so we couldn't go anywhere. So you just chilled. Literally. Yeah. yeah. So, so okay. yeah, I, I would chill with my crew. So that's something that actually happened. Okay, so that's what he says, and then she's like, ugh, hey, God. Matt. Hey, Matt, guess what? What's that? Guess what? Yeah. I just made all that up. It didn't really happen. Oh, I wasn't athletic in high school. I, I don't even think was... my school had a rowing team. I don't think so either. Um, but <laughs> I don't think most schools do. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't know if you live by like a lake or something, but... Uh... <clears throat> It'd be kind of weird if you're landlocked to, you know, have a rowing. Uh, but, I mean, we're but, we're on the Maumee River, so yeah, okay, that's I yeah. mean, whatever. Um, that's mm. a little bit different, but because uh, <laughs> you want to get <laughs> on the fucking river, but yeah, but anyway, so, um, you know, she leaves. You know, she's like, "Oh, I love you," and then he he yells, "I love you back," and that embarrasses her. Blah blah blah. Uh, she meets this guy she likes and who's in like in her dad's class and she apologizes for him being in her dad's class but then he's like actually he seems like he's pretty cool so then she's like oh yeah he's the best so doing that whole thing and then uh and then you know um you know mr lack of boundaries here which i hate to share this guy's name you know because i'm pretty i think i'm pretty good with you know protecting you know people's boundaries apparently this this guy named matt isn't because he's a fucking teacher and he's just going around because he's talking about dreams and he's having people write down like recurring dreams so you've got yes. like the typical boner guy or like the spaz guy who's like uh, I, I, I had a recurring dream, but only had it once. Does that count? It's like, yeah, okay, that yeah, counts. Right, yeah, write it down, and he's like, I can't remember it. Yeah, it's like that typical stash yeah. stereotype, like, whatever. Then you got another guy who's like, I've got a recurring daydream 
does that count? And Matt's like, yeah, against you. I'm not even sure what that means. I don't like, know. I didn't even get the joke of what that was even no. supposed to mean. Okay, whatever. And then, um, like, maybe maybe there was some nuance there that was lost in translation or whatever. I don't know. But, like, so he, he just proceeds to start telling talking about, you know, this recurring dream, you know, that his daughter's been having for, like, the past, like, 10 years. Or, no, not 10, like, maybe, like, you know, a couple of years where she's, like, um, holding on to, like a, like, a bunny rabbit kind of toy or whatever, you know. And then she chewed the ears off because she's like so scared. And uh, what did she say? Something about what was the name she was calling out to? I forgot. Um, I just watched this episode and I still forgot it. Um, I forgot the name that it was. Like, it was some I, kind of like almost vaguely Native American sounding name of some sort. Almost like a racist version of like what yeah. they would think. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't even want. To, I don't want to make up a name because I don't want. No, to sound me like, either. So, but like. Well, like something like that. Some, some. Yeah, I, I don't want to make up a make up a name, especially since uh, I think earlier this week I was arguing with somebody online about why it's a good thing that the Cleveland Indians are no longer the Cleveland Indians and now are the Guardians. Okay. So yeah, I'm just saying that. <laughs> so he basically just tells this whole story to the entire class, and then uh, her best friend was in that class, and then she sneaks into uh, the math class that. Um, Cat's character, well, I'm not sure her name is in the show either, but uh, <clears throat> well, uh, I'm just gonna call her Cat, I'm just gonna call her by her real name. So, uh, uh it's Sarah, Sarah, it's like Sarah. So, she sneaks into the math class that Sarah's in as, as that class is like you know, wrapping up. And with that class, we get the stereotypical teacher who's like very boring, he doesn't have like any emotion in his voice. He's like, a, like, did anyone understand how to do the assignment without the use of a calculator? Yeah. He was, he was played also by Andy Kindler, who is a voice actor and stand-up comic. Uh, he had been on Dr. Katz and Home Movies, both produced by the same people. And uh, yeah. had recurring role on Everybody Loves Raymond, and he plays the character of Mort the Mortician on Bob's Burgers. Yeah. So, you know, there we go. a pretty well-rounded, like, career of this guy, you know? Yeah, he's, he's a good like, actor. So, yeah. <laughs> and I've seen some of the stand-up stuff way funnier than this bit. And yeah. So, but, and so he's, like, the boy math teacher, blah, blah, blah. And then her, her friend comes in, and she mentions, like, the part of the dream. And then, like, Sarah's, like... You talking about that? She finally, and the light bulb goes on. Like, oh shit! Did he actually talk about this dream, you know, in front of the entire class or whatever. So, um, so she goes home. She's kind of pissed off about that. Um, meanwhile, so Grandpa here—I forgot his character's name. He <clears throat> lives in the same like uh, apartment or whatever they live in, and <clears throat> he's been like basically covering for. Um, Brie Larson's character, which I don't know her name, and um, like she's the she one. She is. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm terrible at these names. Emily um, Stewart. <laughs> Emily. So she's been like wanting to like cut class a lot, and he's been basically covering for her by saying like, "Oh, she's sick," or you know, whatever. And somehow, like the dad doesn't know this like that's that's a weird school system where like you could just take 
someone out of school without the parent knowing about it. But okay, whatever. And uh, I was like, well, my grandparent did. It's like, yeah, but I think the, the parent should also be informed that it happened. Like, it just, it's just, it's bad organizational skills, what I'm saying. You got you to be consistent about these things. Whatever. Anyway. Oh, uh, yeah, basically. It's just like a weird, like, me being like a structural, like, oh, everything's going to be according to plan, whatever. Anyway. Um, so she's been, you know, because the reason why is because their 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 mom had recently passed away. I don't know how long ago in the timeline of the show, but kind of recently, uh, somewhat. And um, so she's kind of dealing with that by just so, so yeah, and it's so it's another show where Bob Saget has some daughters, yes, and a dead wife. Yeah, but this is a little bit more of like a modern take, you know, like yeah. the city life, you know, like they live in. Yeah, this was on, this was on like the WB. Was that was that what it was? Okay. WB, yeah, it yeah. it it, uh, it aired after Reba. Okay, that's an interesting lineup. Um, yeah, I actually liked Reba. Don't tell anybody, except for all of our listeners. Um, but <laughs> I. I well, I mean, I did not like it, but I don't care. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't know why I did, but I, I don't think I could watch it again. But I used to watch the reruns of it all the time, like it was on hmm. in the afternoon or something on one of those cable channels, and I would just watch it because there was nothing else good on. And um, <laughs> then I got the, but but it got to the point where I started really actually liking the show. You know, I started it out as like a hate watch, and then I started liking it, and I'm just like, it's like oh. yeah, the post ironic. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you this. I know we're getting off topic here, but Reba McIntyre does one hell of a concert. I saw her once. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm not a country fan. I'm not even a Reba fan, but she can work the crowd. She's real. She did this really cool. She had like a, a, a round stage with the whole with the with the uh, with the uh, crowd like surrounding her on all stages. And she played to every side and everything. She was just really a good show and this was probably about 20 or 30 years ago but it was oh, wow. great so yeah <laughs> that is pretty cool yeah uh, <clears throat> well okay yeah so but anyway so it was of that time where you had these like it was post like cosby post more post the um like um roseanne and married with children era where you did have like more almost realistic type family portrayals or different types of families as opposed to your nuclear mom dad you know being the like the father's no, father knows best leave it to beaver sort of families you know yeah yeah and it was, uh, pre-post malone so yeah you know, uh, <laughs> pre-post malone <laughs> yeah and, um... i mean I, I i just found out like a couple days ago that post malone isn't a serial and um <laughs> you're looking for it they're like wait a minute <laughs> I, I my my if my my cereal box needs an auto-tune that's not so I don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah he's one of those guys man where like his music sounds nothing like what i would think of oh yeah of like i would i when i first saw him i i thought either this guy's like in an extreme metal band or maybe he's doing some kind of rap thing like and then it's like, oh, okay, it's none of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I mean, I mean, and his face looks like he fell asleep on top of a. It looks like when silly silly putty falls onto a newspaper. Yeah, and then you lift it up. 
face <laughs> tattoos. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, I, more that, power to him. I have nothing against him. So <laughs> I, I just say music's very like it's like pop, and some of it's kind of sad almost. Yeah, so like it's just uh, it's interesting. I mean, I'm not a huge fan. I've heard a few of his songs, okay, mm-hmm. but like I'm I, I'm not like a, his I'm cover of like that a, Hootie and the Blowfish song was actually pretty good too. I haven't even heard that. Yeah, he covered up you know, Hootie and the Bloodfish song. I can't remember which one. But, yeah, look it up. You know, I'm, I'm going to post it notes, like, what's, you, know, what, you know, what they call secret yeah. fans. Yeah. You know, like, r- r- write, it on a, r- write it on a post-it note so you can remember to look it up. Yeah. Post Malone it. No, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, so, so back to Raising Dad. <laughs> yeah, Raising Dad. So Grandpa's covering for Emily... Yeah, yeah, she doesn't want to go to school because she's dealing with the grief of losing her mom. And and so he's like telling her like, you know, I don't, I don't know how much longer we can keep this up because we're running out of excuses type of thing, you know. And then um, and then Emily, you know, like this piece of shit that she is, um, she's reading <laughs> from her journey. Yeah, I know it's a really mean thing to say about like an eight year old, but like or whatever. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I will tell you this. Brie Larson did a great job here. You could tell that she was going to be a future Academy Award winning yeah. actress. Um, because yeah. she uh, she could act, she acted the shit out of this episode, in yeah. my opinion, for being a little no, kid. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand. I agree. But, like, no. she's reading from her journal, and then Sarah is, like, can overhear her. And she's saying that, oh, well, she misses her mom more than Sarah does. It's like, fuck you. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, like, like, what a, what a thing to say. Like, um, <clears throat> that's why, you know, they should only have that in therapy. Don't, like, say that yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, is I don't know if uh, they're uh, in future episodes deal with it at all, but these girls need therapy. They well, don't need just their dad and their grandpa kind of trying to deal with this situation. Well, this is before they... Before therapy was normalized at all, so yeah, like, this is this is like back when therapy was like only if you had like like an eating and disorder or something like else like really extreme like. So so did did the grandpa kill his wife? <clears throat> yes. Wait, what? I don't know. Because um, he was talking on the phone and he was saying how, um, their family has a long long history of of bad hamstrings. Um, it says that's oh, yeah. that, that's what killed my wife, and it's like, thought your wife was killed by a bus, and it's just like, um, yeah, but because she couldn't outrun the bus, and it was like, yeah, and that's why, uh, you know, and I lost my license. Yeah, that was supposed to be a funny thing. Like, <laughs> your wife died, and it's broke because <laughs> you hit the wife with your fist. Isn't that funny? Isn't it funny that your wife got killed by a bus accident? Awesome. That you anyway, may have may or may not have been driving? Um you know, may have been joking, or it could have been this is like secret dark yeah. interpretation of the show, is that the men mm-hmm. in this family killed their wives and then That's when we they, find out in the next episode. It it gets yeah, really, really it gets really dark and there's like the secret society of men who've killed their wives. Yeah, so that they can take full custody of their and daughters. Matt and his dad are like members of the president and the vice president of the Yeah. <laughs> And the reason why is because they they took like feminism way too far, <laughs> where they're like, oh, the feminists said that men can be caregivers too, but then they, they're like, well, wait a minute, what if we go the extra mile and then we just killed them and then we become the, the like sole caretakers of them and like we'll try it out, 
and then that's when the secret society formed, right? Became, I think we're giving away too many good ideas here. No, no. Well, hold on a second. I got one more. And then, um, <laughs> and then, I know we are, but we got one more. So, and the reason why it's called Raising Dad, because really right, right beneath the, the A is a tiny little E, and it really means raising the dead. So they're actually then going to try to resurrect their wives. My mind was going there too, but you went there first. (laughs) So, so, um, so they're like they're gonna try to do some like ritual to bring them back, and then at that point, Mm -hmm. they'll have like superpowers, and then the wives will then they'll they'll get to choose, right? Because because it is a feminist show, so like they'll get to choose whether or not to like to give some of the powers to their husbands, or at least just like um, not necessarily transfer them, but just like. Like they don't lose any of their power if they give the power to their husband. It's not like they're going 50-50. Like they'll still maintain like 100% of the power, but they can choose to either give some of it to their, their husband so that they can also have that power, or they can then kill the, the men as revenge for killing them in the first place, at which point it would be called raising mom. So we don't really know yet. So this is all coming um, to the, the family-friendly Friday night of the yeah. 2001 WB. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And that, that, the secret dark history of raising dad. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Followed um, by Reba. No, wait. <laughs> I'm mentally ill, so this is the stuff I think of. Anyway, um, what else happens? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, you know, basically we have this dinner scene where um, Sarah is giving her dad the silent treatment. Um, because she's pissed off that he said a bunch of shit in his class, you know, like two things. Um, so, I know, but still, yeah. It, it, it then, then he follows her into her bedroom after she, you know, goes in there storming off, and he and he, he basically says that he's not going to do that again. And then the next day, he does something just as stupid. <laughs> um, he 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 says that she sleeps with the light on. Um, basically he's doing this whole scene though, just, or this whole little story about the light being on and talking about this great security system he has and these Rottweilers and stuff, because he's trying to scare this, this kid that likes her. Oh yeah. Because he had a, because he talked about his dream, which was about a girl listening to the same Dave Matthews song as him who was naked and Uh, he wanted to go dance with her. Yeah. So, Yeah. So how did he make the connection, though, that that may have been talking about his daughter, though? How did he even... I think he knows that the dude liked, uh, liked Sarah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, didn't get any, any, I, I don't know how, but I mean, I'm sure that there was... Well, again, you know, because obviously that, he's at the school, he probably sees things and knows and, you know, how it goes. And plus, too, if he's part of some weird secret society cult, he probably does have, like, insider information about this stuff. Yeah. So, like... You know, and plus, too, I forgot. So, like, he came over actually to give a CD. I think it was the Dave Matthews CD. Oh, no, it, it was Radiohead. Oh, Radiohead, sorry. Uh, and then um, Emily, like, again, really good acting. She's like, oh, um, my friends call me M, or I don't know what it was, or something like that. Yeah. So, so he then he called him. Right and she's like, no, don't, you're not my friend, or whatever. Like, call me Emily, or whatever. Yeah. Like, and slams the door in his face, and then she just kind of. She know, doesn't give, give the, uh, doesn't give the CD to Sarah. Yeah, so Sarah's like, "What are you talking about? I didn't get the CD." Blah blah blah, whatever. 
And uh, that's pretty much all that happens, really. He, 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 he says you know more things about says more things know. about her. Then eventually they have a scene where they decide what they're not gonna say that he's not allowed to say, which is and a very he, similar thing to what I've heard from from stand up comic friends of mine or uh, stand up comics I've heard on podcasts and in other interviews, um, where they will have things that they won't. They'll they'll talk about you know things with their family or their girlfriends or their boyfriends or whatever but they but there are certain things that are going to be off limits obviously you know yeah like yeah yeah and so that's what it kind of reminded me of is more about a stand-up comic than a teacher um right and uh so he, he decides not to you know tell anything um the next morning um the the cute guy asks sarah to uh to the dave matthews concert Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the so, I, so 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 I mean I, I will tell you this: there's nothing more 2001 than Cat Denning, Dave Matthews, and Bob Saget. Saget. <laughs> <laughs> I talking about that, I kept thinking of that Mark Maron bit about the Dave Matthews. Oh yeah. Concert <laughs> when he's like in uh, Iowa, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the barista, he's like. He's kind of nervous for a second. He's like, oh, yeah, who are you going to see? He's like, uh, uh, Dave Matthews Band. And then there's like this moment of tension. Yeah. He's like, I love Dave Matthews Band, too. That's great. It's like, oh, jeez. It, it, it was great than to share that moment, you know, because, you know, to put yourself out there as a Dave Matthews Band, you know, it's just not easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, you, you don't know how it's going to land. Never. Oh, man. Um, did you uh, do you want to take a quick break here, and then we'll come back and talk about some reviews of the show? Yeah, I, I want to listen to a Dave Matthews Band song really quick. Okay, so we'll be back in about five hours. <laughs> don't they jam a lot? I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. All I remember is uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about more Dave Matthews maybe after this break. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> no outlet live. Hey, I'm Jay Remy host of No Outlet Live. If you're in a podcast that explore any and everything, check us out. We stream anywhere you listen or watch podcasts or just type No Outlet Live one word in your Google search bar to find the show. Live Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook. No Outlet Live, your road to boredom ends here. Do you like Tessa? Do you think this will be a date that can last? Well, uh, she's not very articulate. Okay, so Matt's like 20 years older now. He just listened yeah. to a jam album by Dave Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hear that their version of Crash that somebody bootlegged on October 3rd of 2020 was really good. Yeah. But not as it good will. as the one from November of 20. 20- Oh five, or two thousand five. Um, I, I I just wanted to sound fancy. Yeah, <laughs> and and the one for twenty twenty was interesting because you know there wasn't much touring going on because of COVID. So, but they're like, no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna crash into COVID, if you will. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, actually, that's not a good phrase. Um, no, then, I mean, it's going to spread COVID everywhere. So, so, so the, the thing I was going to mention about about our good friends Dave Matthews, 
mm-hmm. band. Um, so when I was in college, <laughs> I was in a, I was in a play, and uh, we had this like cast party one day after rehearsal or something, and I sat there and I don't I don't remember all the details per se, but there was this really cute girl in the cast. And uh, for some odd reason, they all wanted to play, like, strip poker. <laughs> I didn't know how to play poker, so I didn't do that. But the whole time they're playing it, the album Crash by Dave Matthews is playing in the background. <laughs> and the girl lost, and she was completely naked in the room while I'm sitting there listening to Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up making out with this girl later on, but that was another story altogether. But I'm just saying. It's like such a disturbing like like image. Like Like, I just met this girl like two or three weeks before and all of a sudden she's just like sitting there like dissociating listening to Dave Matthews. I was just sitting there on this couch listening to Dave Matthews because (laughs) I was stuck there because my ride was playing poker. And then there's just some naked woman just in there who's like, what yeah. the hell is going on? Oh, God. Not That's... to mention a couple of half-naked guys that I didn't really want to see. But oh, my God. I'm just, it was the weirdest freaking night of my life. You talk about secret society. That's yeah. Like a, like a, Bob Sack, maybe he was involved with that, you know, with the, the, the wife murdering um, the secret society, you know. But anyways, yeah. and that, that was, that was by the way, that was the only CD in the CD player. It was a CD changer, like a five-disc changer. Wow, that makes it even worse. But all it had in it was Crash. They had multiple choices. They only chose one, and that was it. Yeah. And, or, sorry, multiple consecutive. It wasn't like you had to take one out. Like, you could have added more CDs to it, and you still... Ah, no, we'll still keep Dave Matthews. You know, I used to have... You know, this was so cool, like, back in the day. Now, nowadays, think about it, that's like... Why would that even be a big deal? Because because now we have mm-hmm. playlists and shit. But like back then, like in like two thousand like two or or whatever, you know, I got the CD player. It had like uh, I think I had like four, maybe five um, different like you know slots. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but you could also do um, shuffle, but it would, it would shuffle. It wouldn't just be one CD, so it would like shuffle all of them. I used to have that too. But he like the little moving disc, you know, because moving to like the next CD, and like I thought that was the coolest thing in the world at the time. I was like, oh my god, I got four CDs in here right now. I hit shuffle, and I might be listening to Metallica, or it might go to like this, you know, mix CD I've got with like you know, um, like Three Eleven or whatever, you know, but. But the thing uh, is, people now with Spotify and Pandora and stuff don't realize how cool that was back then. I know, seriously, it was so cool. Because back then, it was like, you know, you had the option of making like your own mix CDs, fair, okay, um, or a mix tape, you know, if you still like had cassette tapes. And um, but the thing is, though, is like you know, a, a CD still to this day only holds eighty minutes of music, yeah, unless more. Well, how to do some weird oh, yeah. manipulations where you can make it like last longer, but like for the most part, like if you don't, if you don't know how to like, hack a CD, you can't do it. Yeah, like that. Like, um, so it's like, <clears throat> yeah, you can make a mix CD of like eighty minutes, and really, even then, 
you shouldn't make it go all the way to 80 minutes because a lot of times the CD might not work as well. So you really got to clock out around 78 minutes just to be safe. But um, oh yeah, but fine, whatever. And then um, but like with you know if you got a four CD changer thing, let's say each CD itself is an hour long. Well, that's you know four hours worth of shuffling. Whereas before, you know, you can only have like, you know, maybe 78 minutes of like. Uh, I, know, I had some kind of stereo that I knew it was more than four. It was like maybe 10 or so that you could put oh, in there. Man. That, that was pretty That's sweet. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> I also, like a, I also like in a short a time, we, we, we had a car, my ex and I, where mm-hmm. it had like a CD changer in the trunk, which is oh, the okay. most odd place to have it. But you yeah. had to go into the, you had to open the trunk to put the CDs in. But you had you could put like six CDs in there, five okay. or six. I can't remember how many. But yeah, we couldn't open the door for a while though. There was okay. something wrong with it, and uh, we had only had one CD in there at that point. Oh God! And it was some kind of self-help CD that my ex had bought. So it just kept playing. But I mean, it, it was luckily not like on How I Met Your Mother, where you just had to listen to the Proclaimers over and over again or something. But it was yeah. it it was like the only choice we had besides radio. So that kind wow. of sucked. that's like yeah, he has like the weirdest stories. I know. <laughs> you got like naked woman strip poker mm. Dave Matthews fan CD. You got a self help CD and a CD player that's in the trunk of a car for some reason. That, that's what how they designed it. To... This was like a Ford Escort. Or that's something. Like the yeah. Idea ever. Like, what yes. if you want to change a CD, like, like while someone's in the passenger seat, where you gotta crawl into the trunk of the car? Yeah, it's like, like I think they had, they did have like a tape player in the front, where you could, yeah. you know, just like a regular tape deck in the in the front, but it had the six changer in the back. So I guess they just assumed people would put their six favorite CDs or the six CDs they want to listen to in their before they go on their road trip. Oh, sure. But I get, but right. I, I, but literally we, we, we drove to New York in that car and we had to pull over a couple times to just put in new CDs because we got bored with the ones we had in there. So well, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, it, uh, New York is like, what, like a 12 hour drive. from something I can't remember, but whatever it was, it was a long drive. It is. Um, That's another story for another podcast. Um, anyway, so <laughs> Yeah, not not the the um, the what's it called, Raising Dad? There you go. Um, yeah. So so here's some. Uh, Want to hear some reviews from Raising Dad? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so, um, we got one that says, "A great show. I really like this show. Too bad it won't be back in the in this fall." This was written on August fourteenth of twenty or two thousand two. I keep wanting to say twenty. Um, two thousand two by Kenny C. Hughholt. Um. I really like this show. It's too bad it won't be back this fall. I really liked Saget's role as Danny Tanner on Full House and was glad to see him back on Raising Dad. Also, Kat Dennings and Brie Larson are really talented young actresses. And there's Jerry Adler and Andy Kindler. They're they're really great, too. They really need to bring this show back on television. It's probably good they didn't. Um, yeah. Or... Brie Larson might not be Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> right. Um, well, that, that might have actually, you know, satisfied some fans. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I know. I'm just saying. Um, yeah. Another one says Full House Clone. This is from Matt Kratz. Oh, 
No, not yeah, back not in even. August of twenty of two thousand two. I keep doing that again. Um, uh, this show is a lot like Full House with Bob Saget again playing a widowed father, nope. um, who gets outside help from friends raising his daughters. It's nope. an okay show at best. I sort of like it as the show does have some funny moments. No, nope, um, not even close. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, another one says Full House Revisited. Nope. Yeah, this is from Hellraiser 40. You know, because Hellraiser 1 through 39 didn't have an opinion. Right. Um, this is written in 2003 after the show had been canceled. Um, this is, like Full House, a show about a divorced man who lives with his daughters and his father. Um, I don't remember that part of Full House, but and yeah, encounters right. all kinds of funny situations. Ha ha! I'm laughing already. Now f- for how the show turns out in reality. This is the kind of moralistic show without any decent funny situations that I really can't watch without getting frustrated. I know that not every show can be like The Simpsons or Married with Children, but couldn't they do better than reusing the full house format. I mean, Bob Saget plays the exact same role and he and the rest of the actors are as funny as that previous show. Uh, Totally not. This is not the way it goes in real families or is the American lifestyle that hypocritic and unrealistic. It stuns me that this kind of tripe gets made when much better shows like Grounded for Life shows how it could be done. But no, let's make another Full House because people liked it so much. While watching this junk embarrasses me completely. Acting, directing, writing, all for nothing. I can say I hope this show will appear in the garbage bin very soon. Okay. Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how they sound when they read this. Yeah, okay, Hellraiser. Uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. A, you're wrong about everything you've said, and so that already makes you a moron. But um, Well, they are raising hell, though, you know. They not, are, they're not yeah, raising but, dad, they're raising hell. Like, where'd you get the idea that this is just mm-hmm. like Full House, just because of that one similarity? Like, okay, um, um, where, where, the dad, where's the grandpa in Full House? And like, well, they're saying, like, oh, people really like that show, right? It's like, yeah, they did actually, because that show was on for like how many seasons? Um, like, it was a huge hit show. So, like, why are you sarcastically saying, like, oh, everyone loved that show, right? It's like they did, though. Like, I'm looking, you may have not liked it. I'm looking over the other reviews that Hellraiser Forty has made. Yeah, and uh, most of them are pretty bad like they don't do any good reviews um so. it's just like doing what we do but yeah you just write reviews mm-hmm. but like but we don't get angry like this guy does like this no. guy seemed like took it personally almost like well i will say there was a few shows where i did take personally of how bad they were but like yeah um i i can't think of them off offhand right now but uh because i think i've maybe repressed them a little bit but um so yeah there were a few shows that i took personally but uh uh, not this one. I'd say it's okay. Not great. Uh, a little derivative, but eh, okay. So here's a, here's another review. And it's 
both a good review and creepy at the same time. Okay. <laughs> the the headline is Brie Larson. This was written on March 8th of 2017 by DR okay. Dr. Al, actually Dr. Al, DR period Al. So I'm going to call them Dr. Okay. Al. So this medical professional decided to uh, write a review. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember this show because my son would go on and on about the um, physical attributes of Kat Denning and how hot she was. A girl that was about his age. I remember the show was kind of funny, but Kat wasn't much of an actress. And the rest of the cast was just ordinary, except for the youngest daughter. She was very good and was easily the best actor on the show, which makes sense, since it was an Oscar-winning winner, Brie Larson, playing the part. Yeah, but that was, like, before she was, like... I well, mean, yeah. No, she was good on the show. I, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I well, think I know, she was I'm good. saying, like, no, you're acting like you, like, stole the show or something. Yeah, I don't know. but it, it... I mean, well, we only saw one episode, so who knows? Maybe well, she did the rest true. of it. Yeah. Um, the, uh... To be fair. Um, <laughs> the, uh... Hmm. I just find it creepy that he has to talk about the um physical attributes of Cat Denning. Um, even if it, he even if he was saying he was saying his son said it, but still, yeah. why bring it up in the review? <laughs> I don't know. He may have just because maybe his at the time his son was just going on and on and on about yeah, okay. it. Maybe because he was like. 16 is it hormones yeah. so he could like oh there's really hot chick in this show dad uh, yeah. i don't know what this context was i, I mean know. i know i just think it's kind of yeah yeah well then again but we're we are, we're gonna talk about a show there where it's about dads who overshare shit about their children so i guess it's, it's yeah um, it, it's appropriate <laughs> well it's inappropriate but appropriate for the it's the, it, it, the, it's it's appropriately <laughs> inappropriate yeah there we go yeah yeah but yeah, then he's like, yeah, Brie Larson was like the best. I'm like, okay, whatever. But what does she win Oscar? What does she win Oscar? I know she's been in stuff before Captain Marvel and stuff. But, um, um, what's the name of that movie? Because um, she was in um, a bunch of stuff. I mean, she was in. Um, she won an Oscar for a movie called Room, not The Room, but Room. Oh yeah, not that one. Just yeah. Room itself. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Was, and she was also in um uh she's in a lot uh, of movies. Yeah. She was um twenty one jump street, I think. Was that her? Yeah, she was in that. She was um I thought that one was kinda weird though too, because like Well we can't forget her turn in sleepover. Of course not. How can we forget Sleepover? That 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 classic with Jeff Garland's butt crack. Um, mm-hmm. You know, trying to fix the water filter. Or that should have won an Academy Award. Jeff Garland's butt crack. If if, 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 if if we would have known in the past that that was the least offensive thing that Jeff Garland would do on a set. Um, <laughs> See now, start, now, now that takes a dark turn, right? So now I'm starting to wonder: Did he do that intentionally? to make people uncomfortable mm-hmm. on set now now knowing all the weird shit that he was doing uh, on the goldbergs set so was that was that like part of it you know like him like just being weird like i don't know whatever i don't know it's hard to say we don't it know is, we don't wondering. know the details so but still. i'm not wondering that's all I'm just because it, it did seem kind of out of character mm-hmm. for a movie like that for that to be like sort of 
inserted, if for want of a better word. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, but, but, um, oh lord, that's a good movie, though. It'll be a really good movie to make fun of. Yes, but, it is. But, so be, be sure to listen to our episode about Sleepover. It's uh, it's it's, it's, it's one of our best episodes, honestly. I um, personally so, and I think, and I, and I, I know that you're not supposed to say this, but I think it was in part a really good episode because. I was taking shots of whiskey every half hour of it, and I think that was <laughs> helping me loosen up because it was like a two-hour on podcast about the sleepover. Well, I think it was great because the whole time I was listening to Crash by Dave Matthews while a girl stripped under me. <laughs> Wait, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, no. And I was drinking whiskey at the time. Yeah, and uh, God damn. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Raising Dad. Anyways, um, that's that's all the reviews I really feel like reading right now. Um, <laughs> what what what's your overall thoughts here? Did did you like the show? It was okay. I mean, like yeah, you know, I, maybe I'll go over some of the other episodes that are online to see if it you know if it gets if it better. better with yeah. Her. It wasn't a bad. Pilot it wasn't. It, it, it was a decent pilot. I mean, it's not like the best pilot we've watched. It's not the worst we've watched either. So it's kind of middle of the road. Yeah, and it, it was a tad above, um, just being bland too, which is like the worst yeah. middle ground there is where you oh, can't yeah. even make of it. Because, like, for example, like the Michael J. Fox show, like that was just not bad mm-hmm. or good. It was just literally in the middle the whole time. Yeah, and it was like. At least this has a little bit bump up because we got Cat Dennings, we got Brie Larson, you know, we got Bob Saget, obviously. Yeah. You know, so we got we got that cast going on to kind of make it a little bit, um, you know, um, a little poppier. Just yeah, a little poppier. There, there you go. Um, but uh, as far as recommendations go, I'd say sure, try it out if you want. Um, you know, maybe maybe watch a few episodes to see if it catches up. You know, if it gets better, it's uh, certainly much better than some of the stuff we watched. Like that, really, for some reason, I kept thinking of that weird ass show we watched last July, I think, where it was like a musical and it had the woman who played Jan from The Office in it. Um, oh, Shangri La. Shangri La. That was bizarre, man. Um, you should check out uh, check out that episode too. Yeah. That was a a really um, interesting um, musical, I guess. Yes, it was. It. Uh, it, it was an interesting like Glee before Glee. Um, it, it, it has it stars or co-stars are one of our favorite actresses. Um, uh, who you know, was, you know, in the TV show, she was trying to control other people's lives, much like how she did. Yeah. Life. Anyway, <laughs> check out that episode and you'll find out who. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, something to do with Mac. Anyway. Uh. Yes. Oh, boy. Anyways, any other final thoughts here before we wrap things up? Um, no, not really. No. Um, well, thoughts I have is, you know, Brie Larson is awesome. She was an awesome kid. She's a great woman actress now um don't hate on her don't hate on anybody people yeah you know be good to each other and you know if you're ever listening to crash just think about my you know situation 
his experience, yes. Yeah, just think about my experience. It might lift up your day or bring it down, depending on how you're feeling. Yeah, I mean, it depends, really. Because that was one of those weird situations where I was both sad and happy at the same time. So, yeah. um, anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, check us out on all2real2.com. Um, that's where you can find all links to all of our social meds and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And our Tee Public, where you can get a awesome all too real two t-shirt um we might be getting some new ones soon with newer logos and stuff i'm slowly phasing in our new logo on our artwork too so hopefully you guys like that um but until next time folks be good and bye bye thanks for listening to all too real two podcast a cullen park production Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.